Hi, I'm Bruce Weinstein. And I'm Mark Scarborough, and this is the podcast Cooking with Bruce and Mark, and as you know, we cook things, crap items. Crap, oh nice. Things to eat. Delicious in, crap to eat. In every, it's a food writer term, crap. <laughs> uh, in every podcast, and today's crap is actually uh, cashew ginger ice cream. Oh, except there's something special about this ice cream. There's no cream in it, uh, and there's I, no eggs in it. You know what? I, I, uh, I think I am the dairy princess, and I just... Yes, I see <laughs> that lovely dress you're wearing. Uh, it's true, and it's, it's mostly the crown. And, um, and the uh, scepter. Well, all right. It's getting better. Can I have an orb, too? <laughs> Everybody seems to have an orb these days. Anyway, this cashew ginger ice cream, I, I have to tell you that it is vegan, and I am a little, uh, uh, what do we say, hesitant about vegan ice cream. Well, you know, every time we serve vegan ice cream or someone has vegan ice cream near us, the big question comes is why? Why are you eating that instead of what? real ice cream? <laughs> so we're eating that because a lot of people can't eat dairy. They don't want to eat dairy. Right. And so... There are a lot of vegan ice creams out there, and we have tasted a lot of them. And basically, you, nut milk and soy milk are the answers to most of it. Uh, They're made with soy milk. They're nut, made with nut milk. Doesn't sound like a family podcast. Coconut but, milk. But here we go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, almond milk, cashew milk. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing is. We found that in tasting brands in a store, the ones made with cashew milk tend to be the best. Yeah, I don't like the ones made with almond milk, I have to say. And they're I icy. Don't, uh, yeah, they are. And the soy milk is icy to me, too. And maybe there's ways to fix it, but the ones I've had, I don't like. And the coconut milk ones are just, to me, overwhelmingly coconutty. They there's, are, I'm, although I'm, the texture's fabulous. So Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, I like coconut, so it's not, it's not that I don't like coconut. It's just that I know there's supposed to be, oh, you know... Ben and Jerry's vegan ice cream, coconut, right. chocolate chip cookies, but I don't hardly taste the chocolate chip cookies because yeah. it's so overwhelmingly coconut. So what I actually like the best is a combination of cashew milk and coconut milk. So you get the richness and the body of both without the overwhelming flavor. Well, I have to say those cashew milk vegan ice creams that are at the supermarket yeah. are the best of the lot, in my yeah. opinion, for sure. They're and the, they don't have coconut in them, just cashew milk. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're making some kind of weird hybrid today, and it's going in the machine right now, right? It, yeah, you can hear the machine going around. So basically, I've seen recipes in, in cookbooks. There's a great ice cream shop in the East Village that makes vegan ice cream. I loved it when I tasted it. And so I got their book to see what they do. I think they're more than just in the East Village. Yeah, they're all over. Yeah, they started in so. Brooklyn. But they use cashew milk and coconut milk, but they also add cocoa butter and coconut oil. You, you know, don't you love, let me just back up and say, don't you love how New York-centric we are? Because we say the East Village, like everybody just knows what that is. Like, oh, of course, well, duh, duh that's between 2nd Avenue and Avenue C on, blah, right? It's just like this uh, york Actually, I think thing. it's officially 5th Avenue and Avenue C, but okay. No, it doesn't go all the way to 5th, does it? Then what, if you're east of 5th, what are you? You're at NYU, Cooper Union. <laughs> I didn't realize NYU had its own neighborhood. Well, <laughs> it's the stupidity district. Um, no, just kidding. Hey, I uh, went there. Like I said. <laughs> anyway, I'm, no, just kidding. Um, but so we made it. Anyway, we, we're not so New York-centric, but we, we were trying vegan ice cream. And we, we made it from their recipe. And quite honestly, adding the cocoa butter and adding the coconut oil made it so 
fatty, that it was like it wax, was greasy really wax. Gross. I mean, this this thing that Bruce made with coconut milk and cashew milk, right? And yeah. all that. And cocoa, no, but that didn't have coconut milk. It had it coconut it? milk, cashew milk, cocoa and butter, cocoa butter, and right. coconut oil. It, um, it was so fatty, it almost had a waxy yeah. quality to it. It, it was, yeah, it, was waxy it was like grease. I said the first time I tasted it. So he, he made this to try what would it be like to make this, and I, I felt like I was eating flavored Crisco. That's what I felt like. I well, was eating. the thing, the only good thing about it is those are really good fats. Coconut oil is a wonderful fat. Of course. And cocoa butter is an interesting fat because when you buy cocoa butter, you have to first of all make sure it's food grade and right. not just the kind that's made for lotions and soaps. Oh, right. Otherwise, you're going to eat it in the shower. Oh, I didn't think about that. Mm. Of course. And then you have to make a decision. Are you going but to... I want to eat it in the shower. <laughs> well, <laughs> and that's a whole other podcast. It's what not to eat family in the oriented shower. either. Go ahead. We're so back to th- nut milks. Then there's the question of... Do you buy deodorized or undeodorized cocoa butter? Yeah, yeah. And what does that mean? Well, um, basically, cocoa butter can be deodorized, which means they take out chemically many of the remaining cocoa flavors to it. Actually, non-deodorized white chocolate, which is made with cocoa butter, tastes amazingly like a chocolate bar. It does taste a lot more like chocolate. Because it has this this residual cocoa uh, chocolatey flavor to it. Mostly what I think about those non-deodorized bars that exist out there, and they're delicious, is that they taste like chocolate once you finish it and breathe in, yeah. you have this sensation. Wait, did I just eat a chocolate well, bar? Well, we have so much non-deodorized cocoa butter in the pantry right now because I bought up these ice creams and we'll not be using it again that you may be getting some homemade white chocolate pretty soon. Oh, you know what? I could deal with, uh, we have a party coming up and I could deal with a white chocolate buttercream on a cake. So. How about some white chocolate mondillon with pistachios and dried cherries? I'm still back to the buttercream, uh, so go ahead. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so anyway, what we decided to do is kill the cocoa butter, kill the coconut oil, modify how much cashew milk and coconut milk we put into this and we added another ingredient and that was a ginger syrup so let's just go through what we did because this is a three-step thing for this recipe and if you want to see this recipe and a picture of the ice cream then check out our website bruce and mark and you can find the whole recipe there but um, until that point we should just say that there are three Parts this yeah. So the first part was the cashew milk. So to make cashew milk, you have to buy raw cashews. You have to buy raw cashews. That's Toasted really cashews important. don't work. Right. This is really important, right? Yeah, and you're not going to find them in a basic supermarket. You're going to have to go to a health food store. Or a really big supermarket. Mm-hmm. Maybe not even Whole Foods, but like a really big organic-y supermarket. Yeah, they'll be in the organic session if they have them. Right. Or you can order them from Amazon, which I actually did. I bought a three-pound bag. So uh, look forward to a lot of this ice cream the rest yeah, of the summer. Yeah, and let me tell you one thing that I learned. that When he bought this bag and it came home, these uh, these raw cashews, they ain't such good eating no, on well, their own. No, some people... <laughs> I was when I was growing up. My mom went through this period where she was addicted to raw cashews. And she would go to the health food what? store and buy these it's raw like, cashews all the time, and what? I never got it. That's like being addicted to lard or something. <laughs> Just eating it on a spoon. They're too fatty, and they, they have a an unctuous quality. Well, that's to what them. makes them so good for ice cream. So I know what you have to do is soak them overnight in water. So you take half a cup of the raw cashews, just a half a cup. And put them in a big bowl, cover them with cold water by a few inches, let them sit overnight, and then you're going to drain them. And I want to just say I used unctuous in a podcast. So, mm-hmm. you, uh, yeah, you drain them, and the next day you're going to drain these, and then you put them in a measuring uh, beaker, not in a not in a dry measure cup, but a no. wet measure yep. cup. You pour them in there, and then you're going to add enough water to come up to one and a half cups in and that cup. And this way, when you puree this whole thing, you will have one and a half cups. So dump that whole thing in your turbo blender, which is your Vitamix 
or your Blendtec, Blendtec or your Wearing or Extreme, Extreme Pro, yep. or the KitchenAid Pro line, or yep. what's it called? And yep. those will completely pulverize into the smoothest, creamiest bit now. If you don't have a turbo blender, you're going to have to pour that mixture into cheesecloth or through a jelly bag and squeeze it. I'm sorry, but it has to be smooth. Otherwise, you're going to have a Let me ask you this. Can you buy cashew milk? Is that like a thing anymore? You can probably buy it in some health food stores, but it may not be this fat content. They may have watered it down. This is very, very thick. And I kept the water content down here. So this isn't like the pourable cashew milk you put in your cereal. If you want to do that, you have to have more water. We're keeping the fat content kind of high. Oh, you mean if you wanted to turn this that we've made into something you pour in a cereal? Or in your coffee, water. then you have to have more water. Yeah, so what, what you need, again, is a turbo blender, half a cup of raw cashew soaked overnight, then put in a measuring beaker or, you know, Pyrex measuring cup, and then add enough water to come to one and a half cups, and then blend it up until it's super smooth, right? You turn that turbo blender on oh, let go. Oh, you should stick your finger in there and lick your finger. When and not when it's going. No, turn it off. Turn it off. Turn it off. And Always then, turn it off. Then you turn it off, and you take taste it and it's going okay so that's part one is cashew milk one and a half cups of it now part two is the ginger syrup so the ginger syrup the syrup the sugar syrup is going to add more body it's going to add sweetness it's going to add a hint of ginger flavor which is so terrific so you're going to put three quarters of a cup of regular white sugar and three quarters of a cup of water in a small saucepan you're going to take a two inch piece of ginger and just slice it into thin discs Dump that in there, and you're going to boil that whole thing for five minutes or until it comes to about 220 degrees. Do I need to peel the ginger? You do not need to peel the ginger because you're going to strain this whole thing. Right. So now, wait. That's just... All this goes in the thing. You bring it to a boil. You boil it for five minutes or until it comes to 220 Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit degrees. Can you imagine 220 Celsius? Excellent. I'm at 220 (laughs) Kelvin. Um, (laughs) Excellent. Um, 220... Fahrenheit, and you can use a lazy thermometer, yep. or you can use an instant yep. read meat thermometer. It's such a small amount in the pan that a laser a thermometer will be easier for a you. A candy making yeah. thermometer, I shouldn't say instant read. I don't even think they go that high. Do they? Yeah, they do. Yeah, some of them do. Read your label. Well, okay, a candy making thermometer. Don't blame us if it breaks. A deep frying thermometer, a laser thermometer. You, what you're looking for is 220. Now, let me have two questions for you. Somebody's going to say, can I use an alternate sugar? Uh, short answer, yes. Long answer, no. So the short answer of yes is you could substitute another granulated sugar. You could do granulated palm sugar, coconut sugar, even brown sugar. Date sugar? Sure, as Can long as it's a granulated turbinado sugar. Turbinado sugar? Yes, which is a form of brown sugar. Right. But what you can't easily substitute is liquid sugars like maple syrup or honey or agave nectar because that will change the liquid content and then that'll throw off the texture of the final ice cream. What about fake sugars? Stevia. Fake, the whole point of adding the sugar syrup is mouthfeel. Fake sugars have no mouthfeel. Okay. So forget it. So you, you bring this up to 220 or five minutes yep. about yeah, there, yeah. and then you strain it out, and you need to let cool. Let it cool first. Cool. When it's, let it steep. So okay. it steeps and cools, and then we'll strain it out. And then you strain it out, and then you uh, add that once it's cooled to room temperature to that blender with the, with the coconut milk, That's, with the cashew milk. Yep. Now we're going to add our coconut component of this. So for the coconut so component, confusing. It's, but it's just important to remember, right, that it's three things. It's cashew milk, ginger syrup, and coconut milk Mixture. in two yeah. forms. Yeah. So the first form of coconut milk is sweetened, condensed coconut milk. Okay, talk about that. I'm not talking about Coco Lopez, which goes into pina coladas. Yeehaw. I'm talking about those little squat 14-ounce cans of sweetened condensed. They look like sweetened condensed milk, right. but it says coconut and milk. And this is a modern thing, right? Yep. Born of the modern coconut milk 
fanaticism it is. that has gone on. And this is not something that, it, like, I remember from my childhood. No, I did. I only first discovered this a few years ago. I know Whole Foods has it. Um, so it's a really fun, actually, it's a delicious thing. If you want to just eat it fun. with a spoon, it's pretty good. Fun. What? <laughs> No. <laughs> so you're going to you eat that stuff with a spoon. You're going to use a half a cup of it. I mean, I, listen, I'm from the South, and I know people occasionally open cans of sweetened condensed milk and drink them. But, <laughs> <laughs> but honestly, and control yourself. So we have a half a cup. Well, what are you going to do with the other half a cup in that can? You're going to eat it. Ay, gavol. You can also mix it into iced coffee. I like it the like. way the Protestant says ay, gavol. <laughs> so we got the half a cup of the sweetened okay. coconut milk. Yeah, it's condensed coconut And then we need another half a cup of full fat coconut milk not the low fat not the moderate fat the full fat coconut milk so to re- to review, review we got a one and a half cups of the cashew milk yep. puree that's been turned yep. into you know really milk we have our ginger syrup we have half a cup of the sweetened condensed coconut milk and a half a cup of regular coconut milk that gets blended up until smooth and as we always say before you put any ice cream mixture always say? into your ice cream machine always say we always say chill it Oh yeah, always chill it. We always chill it before it goes in your ice cream machine. Because it, because if it's cold, it will freeze more quickly in the machine. And the less it churns in the machine, the less air is churned into it, and so it becomes creamier and denser as it freezes up. If you if you don't chill it down, you end up with airy icy ice cream because the machine has to overwork to try to get it to a frozen state. If your machine will even get it there, because right. sometimes you'll melt the contain the frozen well, canister. If you have a frozen canister, if you have a compressor machine, then it overworks. Well, this is done. We're turning off the machine. We are just going to taste this right out of the machine. We're just going to dig our spoons into this container. Uh, really? Mm-hmm. Do you have to oh. scrape it? Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I could live. I could take a bath in this. A mm. bath? Mm-hmm. No. Uh, so we're back to eating in the shower. Bath and ice cream. Wait a minute. I'm not done yet. You're eating, so, I'm going to eat in the bath. You eat in the shower. I, it tastes a little like coconut. It tastes a little... The cashew... You don't really get much of a cashew flavor because they're not roasted. Right. You get mostly mouthfeel. And the ginger is subtle. The ginger this. is super subtle. It's just a little... <laughs> this is going to seem funny. Just a little Bernie. I mean, not, you know, I mean, not Bernie like chili, but like you know how. Sanders? When, when you, <laughs> no, not like Bernie Sanders either. But Bernie. Would like, he like this? No, I don't know. <laughs> Who cares? Um, <laughs> I can tell you the Bernie bros wouldn't like it because it's vegan. Um, Vermont. Yeah, well, I they would One like word it. for you. Yeah, well, but that's not the Bernie. Let's not go politics. Anyway, um. It, it's not Bernie like it hurts, but you know how when you have a lot of ginger in a good stir fry, you have this kind of buzziness mm. in your mouth, and it's that's what it is. It's a it's a it's got this kind of little after buzz to it that's from the ginger. That's really nice. It's really really good. So it's, I wouldn't eat. I have to say honestly, I wouldn't eat. I like you. I wouldn't eat tons of it, but I do think a dip of this is quite. Fabulous. Oh, it's really good. And I would even consider putting this on a peach pie or an apple pie. Really? Yeah. That just seems like blasphemy. I mean, peach oh, pie. Oh, good. This peach- is good. I suppose so. Why not? Why not? You know, there are some people... In Put it the- on pineapple upside down cake. Oh, that would be fabulous. And there are some people in the South, you know, who put ice cream... Not my kith and kin, but some people in the South who put ice cream on custard pies. And this would be absolutely fine on a custard pie if you're that kind of person. It's You're giving me that look. I'm giving you a it's look. It's that what soup. The hell? Well, it is. A, hey, it's a thing. Listen. It's the South. <laughs> I've stopped asking years ago. 
Stop talking about my relatives. It is how it goes. And um, some people do that. So it's a, well, what's the difference? You put ice cream on custard pie, you put whipped cream on custard pie. I mean, mm-hmm. what's the diff? But um, it would be good on that if you're that kind of person. But it, it's super creamy, super unctuous. Yum. It's delicious. Tune in to Cooking with Bruce and Mark every week and hear us cook through a fabulous, fun, delicious, and easy recipe. You'll find all those recipes on our website, bruceandmark.com. And you know we're only doing this because we love you, so you should love us back. And Please. you should rate us, you should subscribe, you should listen to Cooking with Bruce and Mark. And by the way, we're not just on iTunes, we're also on Stitcher, the podcast and radio aggregator, and we're on iHeartRadio, so you can find us all over the place, and we'd love to have you back. 